I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello everybody and welcome. This is it. This is the big one. This is the finale. We have Star Trek Discovery's third season has come to a close this week. As you know what's going to happen, we're going to go through the ups and downs. We're going to give everything that we liked an up, everything that we didn't like a down. Really keen to see what everyone thought of this season overall and this episode. So please remember, drop your opinions in the comments if you're here in the live chat. Hello, thank you very much for joining us. And remember, all of this is going to get covered again in the podcast on Monday. But for now, I am Sean Ferrick for Trek Culture. And let's get to it. Starter Discovery, Season 3, Episode 13, That Hope Is You, Part 2. Okay, guys, this is an episode that's going to get opinions from people. And, you know, rightly so. It's a season finale. How does it rank compared to, say, Will You Take My Hand or Such Sweet Sorrow Part 2? I would say, going into this, that it doesn't quite reach the emotional highs of Such Sweet Sorrow Part 2. I think we still have... The end of season two is still probably... You know, the the finale where Discovery just ticked every single box and got, and got it right. In this episode, of course, we open with Osiris back on Discovery. Vance is not best pleased about that. We have what we didn't get last week. We have Saru and Culber are with Sukal on the planet. Now, we are treated to an absolutely gorgeous, gorgeous image of a Gormagander flying by. Gorgeous. Gormagander, Gormagander, gorgeous. That design from season one, I mean, we haven't seen it very much since then, and I'm delighted we get to see a lovely flyby of it here. Because one thing that Star Trek Discovery has done so well, I mean, so, so well, is the VFX and the visuals on this show. It's, can you imagine the original series with these kind of effects and this kind of budget behind it. I mean, this, I think, is the version of the future that Roddenberry would have been on board with, I think, if audiences had seen it then. Because, And the reason I say that now is you have these stunning visual effects. Uh, and by the way, effects up, just in case I wasn't being clear there. Burnham and Vance have had a very strange relationship this season. She is a woman out of time, although she is the most acclimatized to the 32nd century out of everyone on Discovery, because of course she got the extra time with Book. So in many ways she has been a guide, but she's also been somewhat stimmied by the character growth that she's gone through through seasons one and season two. And some of the criticisms, which I do feel are fair, 
is that every now and again, at seemingly random, she will flip back to an earlier stage of the character arc. And, and it didn't really ring great. It doesn't feel like a phone call between a commander and an admiral. So look, I'm, not to slate the whole thing, she is, of course, she is trying to save everyone, trying to save the ship, trying to make sure everyone doesn't get killed. And that's, that's burn them all over. That is a good thing. But does it ring a little bit kind of, you know, hey, trust me, I got this, I got this, everything's fine, it's grand. Like she's surrounded by, by bodies and they're surrounded by a fleet of ships. So it, it was a bit odd. I mean, there was other ways I feel to get them out of that shield if that was the if that was the main issue there. It stands out a little bit for the wrong reasons. It's not that they're not selling it. I mean, Burnham has her usual intensity. Vance, I think I, I one thing I actually really liked was how Vance just kind of hung up the call. It was a real kind of and that was good. But the you know extended i got this i got this while osiris sits there nicely going no 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 no. continue have your call it's fine it's cool little bit odd for me so i'm afraid that was a down for me now this week so we have tilly and the rest of the crew so it closed last week with the arrival of the dot 23s and we have zora is in those dot 23 so great we finally have the sphere data the sphere consciousness is going to do something right First of all, they're in the spore bay and they're trying to get back control of the ship. That's great. So Osiris decides she's gonna turn off life support and slowly kill the crew for no other reason than they will now have a slog of a walk to get to the nacelles to enact Burnham's plan of, you know, disrupt the programmable matter that's between the nacelle and the rest of the ship, drop them out of warp. The plan itself, Burnham's plan, is quite a good one. Osiris is not. Osiris is getting a down. Kill him. I mean, don't, because we like these people, but there is no reason for which we can see that Osiris would not have simply just vented all of the air into space, other than to give us this, you know, oh, we have to get there. Oh, time is running out, and it's all very emotional and over the top. However, let me flip back to an up here. The interaction between the crew, Tilly taking command, and of course, you know where I'm going with this, Owasakan's sacrifice. She tells them all she loves them as she goes on what she believes is a suicide mission. And that's, that's what we're here for. A criticism of Discovery overall is the over-reliance on having Burnham in every single shot. You know, I, I've mentioned before, I worry that Sonico Martin-Green must be suffering exhaustion by the end of every single season because she's in almost every frame. Here, you don't have Burnham interacting with these people, but you do have a real sense of them being a crew. Now, yes, okay, you know, I'm, I'm fine, absolutely fine with how they explain that Oasakon is the only one who's able to get there. That, that, that's fine. You know, everyone else seems to kind of fall a little bit quickly, but that's cool. These things happen in these kind of heist situations. That's fine. And it is genuinely emotional when she is going away with that bomb. So that 
isn't up and that is something i want to see carried over into season four we got a lot more of it this season so like that itself is a positive about season three i do want to see that going forward into season four and beyond because we have a good crew there use them please use them away from discovery while it's racing toward the dilithium planet on the planet adira arrives with culber and saru now because of the hollow matrix and it seems like they're doing a little bit of a best of when it comes to the makeup adira is in full zahian makeup and i think that looks really cool i'm i'm on board with that i think i think it's a, it's a good design i'm glad to see it again and i really do like how they brought gray into i suppose the real world you know the hollow matrix recognizes gray as a real person and therefore gray arrives in full vulcan makeup and it's it's also it's a lovely tender scene but more than that it's of course seeing Colbert and saru react to gray's presence and quite frankly they don't blink an eye that's really that's what we're here for now i i feel and i, I wonder you know how do you feel about this as well i feel that the entire depiction of gray in this episode because it was short and you know there wasn't really much of a other than gray walking through the edge of the hollow matrix there wasn't really an awful lot of reason for gray to be there i feel it's setting up how they will somehow get gray into the real world potentially with um a mobile emitter i mean maybe they can transfer consciousness into a hologram um or android anything like that oh, Picard has already in, introduced the idea of a golem, so there's easily ways of getting Grey into the real world. And I think that very much was the point of the season. I think we're going, a point of Grey's story this season is that we're going to see Grey next season. On its own, it was nice. It was a little bit, again, a little bit rushed, but I'm still gonna give Grey, Adira, and Culber particularly an up in this episode again just i've i've said this before i'm gonna say it again oh wilson cruz can do no wrong and hugh colbert is a fantastic character i think blue Barrio has been great this season as well i think ian alexander has been great this season and the interplay between them all it has been genuine it feels heartfelt so i am i am here for that so that is definitely an up from me Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You knew it was coming. The burn. Okay, so spoiler. I'm not downing it, I'm not upping it. There was nothing more to it than we got before. I know people, and certainly myself, we were hoping that we were gonna see more than, you know, Sukal lost his temper, which is what happened, was connected to the Dilithium planet. Millions of people died. And of course, they do address the fact, you know, Sukal couldn't have known. And absolutely, it's not Sukal's fault. He is responsible, but it's not his fault. And I, Yes, it just would have been nice if there was something more to it than God, boy, you done crashed on the wrong planet. You know, and it went bad for him and it went bad for everybody else. And, you know, the fact, I, mean, I, I think before there was a bit of a question of did, did, did we question why he had this emotional outbreak? No, 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 never question why he had the emotional outbreak, of course. He watched his mother die in front of him. It's horrible. It's that this one child on this one planet had this one emotional breakdown at this one bad time and millions of people died. And for a season mystery, well, look, we now have a feel about the burn, but it's neither an up nor a down this week because we've addressed that already. I do wish they had gone either further with it that maybe there was some other hand at play here there wasn't it is what it is okay so that's i believe the burn storyline is now it's done um there was a lovely scene where he watches back the holograms of his mother it's sad but yeah i mean for a character who has effectively been introduced for all of what 40 minutes at this point you know i felt it you know sukarl seems to be a fully fleshed character. Now, one thing that is most definitely getting an up is how Saru handles everything. Um, I mean, if I can get away with a cheeky double up here, Saru and Doug Jones, I want to give them both an up on, you know, <laughs> individually, but I will settle. If it's just the one up, I'll settle with that because Doug Jones, for me, was the MVP of this season. He very much saves the day with just compassion and just empathy. And he listens to Sukal. And he, I get the feeling of a bigger brother. He becomes a caretaker. Now, I don't know if I'm entirely satisfied with where the episode leaves Saru at the end, but having said that, it does make sense in the context of this story. I very, very, very much like the relationship that builds almost immediately between Saru and Sukal. As I say, it's definitely, I would say, fraternal that he is going to care for Sukal. He needs to help Sukal come into the real world. How Doug Jones still holds himself as alien in a human body. And oddly, wonderful as it was to see Doug Jones out of makeup, seeing him back in makeup almost feels more right at this stage 
that moment where the camera pans and you see Saru is back, just just wonderful. So I have literally nothing bad whatsoever to say about Saru in this episode. Overall, Sukal really, really liked the character. Back on board the ship, you have a death fake out and it's annoying and they're never much fun. The reason I think I'm gonna be a bit harsh on this one is because they do two death fake outs within 10 minutes. They do Owosukan, and I stand by my up for that entire scene where she says goodbye, but maybe, right, let's be fair, maybe the down that I'm giving here is to how they used Zora in this death fake out. You have this infinite, infinite mind that is inside these robots and she effectively works as a blast shield. And I know she's not killed off. I mean, we get her again repaired at the end of the episode with a, oh, oh, what was that? Oh, oh, it was Reno, she's gone. So do you know what? Let me rephrase that. The down that I'm giving for this scene, I'll leave the fake out aside, but I am giving the down for how Zora was used in this episode. She arrived in the last second of last week in the Dot 23s and we thought, brilliant, this sphere data, this one that would not allow Discovery to be destroyed at the end of season two, this one that, you know, put on a movie night for the crew in season three, now can effectively be R2-D2. Okay, but do something more. I don't want Annabelle Wallace to be relegated to voicing the Dot 23 and doing the previously on Discovery thing. Love to hear her voice. As I said last week, please, books on tape. I will pay for it, but just give us something more. So that was that's my frustration with how Zora was used this week. I thought it was it was not worthy of how they've built up that character. But of course, having said that, delighted Owasakon wasn't killed, delighted that the crew, again, not killed. I have a question for all of you at the moment. Now, some of you might actually know the answer to this because you might have got either the Art of Starter Discovery book, you might have got some of the models, and you might see some of the schematics, which will tell you how big Discovery is. But did anybody else realize that Discovery is about 14 times the size of Space Dock? I gave it up earlier for the VFX and the images for this episode, and I stand by it 100%. One thing I am giving it down for is that wild uh, turbo lift chase. I like the idea. I like the idea of a siege and running through the ship. That That's not my issue. It's the fact of, you could fly a galaxy class starship through the interior of Discovery. and. It seems to be somewhat inconsistent. Now, I mean, having said that, I could probably pull up a schematic and go, oh, da, 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 which would be fair and I would be wrong in this situation, but how it came across was a bit like, ah, lads, come on. You know, it takes less time to walk the length and breadth of Deep Space Nine than it does to go on this mad turbo lift chase. I really did like the interplay between Zara and Book, and you do not insult grudge in front of book, in front of the audience, or in front of me. So yeah, so, you know, say a bad word about grudge and I will also push you out of a moving turbo lift that's flying across the Aegean Sea. I like that book can pilot the spore drive. There is a down to be said in plot contrivances 
for this week. It is very handy, that book compiled at the Spore Drive. Okay. Um, what was going on in the data core? It reminds me of, you know those things that where you used to put your hand in and the nails would come out the other side or your face? It was like that. So that, like, that's not my problem, but what was the point of that? It was a bit like, do you know what it reminds me of? Okay. You know that episode of The Simpsons where Homer gets transported to the prisoner island and the giant balloon comes and, you know, comes toward him and he bursts it with a fork. And, you know, the character looks to the other and goes, why did you think a giant balloon would stop them? Shut up. That's why. Osiris pushes Burnham into the programmable matter and Burnham then shoots her and walks out. And I could imagine the scene of Burnham going, why did you think programmable matter would stop me? Shut up. That's why. I was, I was underwhelmed. I was very underwhelmed with Osiris death. And actually, to be mean, another down this week is all of the good work they did with Osiris last week. Boom, out the airlock this week. Janet Kidder, I mean, how much, how great was she last week? And how much did we all enjoy what she was doing last week? This week, wasted. Villain, twirly mustache. You know, even the one close relationship that we had, which was her and Aurelio, she turns around and strangles him out. Wasted. Sorry, guys, wasted. I, I, you know, we hoped for more with Osira. We didn't get it. So, yeah, for me, Osira as well this week was a down. It seems like I didn't like the episode. I actually did like the episode quite a bit. I, I thought it was very, very rushed. I thought there were issues with it. I thought that it could have done a better job of maybe slowing down the pace a tiny little bit and letting letting some stories play out a little bit better. I think particularly with Osiris here. The elephant in the room is, do you think Burnham was the right choice for captain of Discovery? And for me, I think the jury's out. It's out. I don't like that they've sidelined Saru. And although I like his story, I don't like that he was, he's taking a leave of absence. And so Burnham is now the captain. And Burnham, her, her arc, her character seems to revolve around having someone to rebel against. Who can she rebel against but Vance if she's captain of Discovery? Now, Discovery seems to have been earmarked as being a, a transport ship for at least the next while while they mine the dilithium. And that in itself is fine. Um, you know, so I, I feel that we will have a bit of a time jump between seasons three and four, um, which will hopefully allow the Federation time to build back up again. Um, not massively sold on, again, how they how they handled the end of the Emerald Chain. You know, like, Osira described this great organization that was, you know, almost, demo well, not democratic, but certainly there was more to it than just this dictator at the top. Nope, dictator at the top, dictator died, Emerald Chain fell apart in an afterthought. You know, in fact, that's a down. That's a down. I'm sticking to that one. That's a down. And yet I do like the idea of the Federation coming back together. We knew Navarro was going to help. I do like that it wasn't Deus Machina. Where they leave the show, I don't know. I don't know. It didn't have that kind of, oh, give me the next episode straight away feel to it. Burnham as captain, I'm going to say, jury's out remains to be seen. So fingers crossed it'll go well. What I am going to do is I'm going to give my special, my last point of this video, it's an up, 
and it's going to Sonequa Martin-Green. She did so much this season with, I would say, very inconsistent writing. Um, I think overall, the season was quite good for the way it was written. And what we'll do in our podcast on Tuesday, if you'll join us, is that we'll, we'll take a look through season three in general. We'll, we'll concentrate a lot on this episode, but we will address all of season three as well. And probably will for a little while to come yet because there's a lot to get through but Sonika Martin-Green every single season she is given the keys to carrying this show like it or love it and that's not to say that everybody else isn't good because they are but she is put front and center now the story has left her there is no longer any doubt or wiggle room for this she is the captain of discovery she is the star of the show and her character is now the captain. I suppose, you know, you could uh, you could argue that Cisco didn't have quite the same journey, obviously, but he also started out as a commander before becoming a captain. So there is precedent for, you know, the non-captain being the star of the show. It remains to be seen. I am totally sold. I will be back for season four, no problem. I hope you will all join me at that point. For now, however, that is it. We do not have a preview to go through for next week because season three is done. Season four, who who knows when it will be along. We know it's currently filming, so that is good news. Uh, so yes, unfortunately to those of you who feel that Alex Kurtzman has been fired 25 times this week, unfortunately we're still waiting on confirmation of that. So oh, keep an eye out, keep an eye out. Uh, but for everybody else, we will be back for season four. Star Trek Discovery will be back for season four. We will continue with our podcast, so please tune in on Tuesday. In the meantime, guys, thank you so much for joining me this season. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's stamps.com, code PROGRAM.